0: So, James, if you could just introduce yourself, uh, tell me a bit about the startup you've co-founded and uh, your role within it. Sure, yeah. So, uh,
1: hi, anyone listening. Uh, I'm James, 24 years old, uh, about to be 25 in December, which is pretty scary. Uh, That's come around pretty quick. Uh, I think it was about when I was 22, I was, like, I was like, oh shit, life is getting quite real now. <laughs> like 22, uh, 22. I graduated in 2020 from Exeter University uh, down south um, in the middle of the pandemic. So I graduated just as it was beginning. So that was the year when it was all going crazy, uh, if people remember now. Um, so graduated into the pandemic uh, and it was a bit of a crazy experience. Uh, obviously uh, for different age groups, different people mm. had different experiences. Mine was graduating into it jobs were going crazy, people weren't sure if they could get any, people were starting to get laid off from having a job for a year mm-hmm. and then yeah, since then I um, haven't worked for a, uh, a large corporate firm, I've um, been out in the startup world trying, my, uh, trying to be out there by myself and with other people uh, in startups and making my way of it. I've now been in startups for about two and a half years. Um, And yeah, I've worked across sort of three or four now, Um, currently working on one, as you mentioned, co-founded basically what started off as a student carpooling company, Mm -hmm. but has evolved into a um, sustainable mobility company um, because essentially uh, we looked at the UK and it doesn't take you long to realise that transport is pretty useless. Um, We were in Exeter and like to get home, it was a nightmare, Yeah, Uh, had to get like a... Four-hour train journey that cost us like i think 80 quid maybe 50 if you booked it in advance with a rail card and it was like what the hell how yeah. can we get home to see our family our friends and then we were like well everyone else has this problem why don't we try and create something so we started it up and yeah been working on that full time since 2021 basically
0: yeah so obviously that's a, a great idea i completely agree just transport is a mess at the minute is it Yeah. You know, makes you so passionate about this company what do you think makes it stand out
1: yeah so for me i had several goals um that were probably like more lifelong goals so the first one was financial security for myself and maybe for a family if there is someone uh, that that would work with um don't want to speak to you soon but then the other one was to then it if I can achieve that, then try and have as big an impact on the world as possible. Mm. Um, I know this is going to be long-winded, but hopefully it makes sense. So for me, I was like, okay, I can um, join a uh, like a movement, like a Greenpeace organisation, or something like that, or I could potentially uh, work my way up in a corporate world and try and become like you know as, as high up as I could to have as big an impact as possible uh, on on the world. This is. Or I could maybe try and start a startup and do, do that. And while I was at uni, um, I thought this was a great, uh, a, a solid idea that ha- you know, people have heard about carpooling. But in the UK, it's just not a thing um, and could have a really good impact. And it achieves my goal of trying to have a decent impact on the on the world whilst doing something I really enjoy. Um, so hopefully yeah. that's
0: answered your question. Startups should be in part. It, it wasn't your creation. You were working under someone or... Mm yeah and now it's you doing it yeah you're in control yeah how does that differ what have you what have been the main differences the challenges
1: yeah um so to give a bit of context so in january of 2020 um a very close friend of mine at university um set up an instant delivery company um called fancy uh and it's it's been a thing in america for a while um company called GoPuff is sort of the main competitors at uh, that side of the world that started this up. Uh, and everyone's seen it now. It's sort of deliveries to your door in sort of 15, 30 minutes. Loads of students know about it because students like it. Yeah. They can get booze at 2 a.m. when they run out. I mean, so that's been... pretty much it. Um, and we started that in January 2020. And very quickly, I was like, that's a great idea can I get involved? Me and Arns knew each other very well. Um, he co-founded it. Um, they launched it. And then um, very quickly, I sort of joined that team, the core team, and worked pretty much with the founding team. I mean, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, launching all the northern cities and stuff like that. So just to give a bit of context for what was going on, that was that company was then acquired in February 2021. And then that's when um, I started Staxi, uh, the company I... Differences... Uh, I think yeah, massive. Um, the main one is you. You, I think you are responsible to yourself. Um, you know, you can have an investment board, you can have whatever. But at the end of the day, if you don't do the work, the you know the shit hits the fan on you. Yeah. Whereas if you're working for another company, even if there, there's one founder and you're the other employee, at the end of the day, you probably have a salary. And if it doesn't go that well. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. Whereas now, if I if it doesn't work, I don't get paid. The company goes badly. Yeah. I get a bad reputation. You know, there's a lot of sort of onus on yourself.
0: A lot on the line. Along
1: yeah. the line. So I think that's probably the main difference. And then obviously there's loads of other stuff like you're running the company yourself. So you're creating the strategy, all the other stuff, yeah. all of the organisation, the structure falls on your shoulders. Um, I think a big one is putting the laptop away. I think in general in startups you can't do that and you can't put your phone away. Like a nine-to-five job, you can close your laptop relatively um, and you can step away. And if the company falls behind tomorrow, it's not the end of the world. Whereas in a startup, <laughs> as your company, yeah. you can't let that happen. Yeah. Um, but more, well, my point being more so when you are the founder because the onus is more on you.
0: Yeah. So I want to talk more about the whole startup world. Yeah. But... I want to focus in on something you mentioned just then about accountability and how, you know, you're accountable for yourself. And I think as a student, that's something that a lot of us struggle with is, you know, Mm. holding ourselves to account to work hard when you don't have those teachers or parents telling you, you know, telling you to do the work and, yeah. how did you find as a student or just you know even working at home now how do you hold yourself accountable to meet the goals throughout the day yeah I mean
1: students difficult because I remember I studied economics and politics mm. at Exeter and I didn't enjoy it yeah. I really didn't enjoy it. going into uni I really didn't even want to go to uni I was the first one out of my family uh, ever to go to university none of them went to university uh, they didn't really see the point uh, to some extent um, and I could understand that. My granddad literally sat me down. Who, he's more of an entrepreneur. He sat me down and went, don't go to university, and I went, okay, um, fair enough. Uh, the reason being, you know, they, they were like, do something yourself, like work out what life is more about, uh, and fair enough. Um, my point being, I found it very hard to hold myself accountable at university yeah particularly when i didn't know what i wanted to go into motivation to pass exams the only real motivation i had was i just knew i wanted to achieve as good a grade as possible and i got competitive with that because i'm a competitive guy and that was probably about it um the other motivations i didn't really have too many i was like i need to do well to then try and get a job that i don't know what i want to do yet but i will need to get a job at some point so doing well at uni will help me do that and that was pretty much as far as i went with my thought process sure um what advice i would give to someone in that situation now looking back is um, a study something that you enjoy and if you don't enjoy it try and do stuff that you do enjoy I.e., i know at my university there was optional modules you could take granted they might not have been as easy but you know you could have learned a language for like 15 credits i'm assuming at similar structures at similar sure. unis try and do stuff you enjoy you know if you're not in, if you're not getting on with your degree you know you history right yeah. i know there's a, a lot of reading And a lot of other stuff, and you might have to learn about some historical figure that you could not care less about, and that might be difficult. But if you balance that out with learning, I don't know, some sort of computer science in the background, and you're designing your own app, get involved with that more. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so study something you enjoy because if you enjoy it, naturally you'll do, you'll work harder at it. Um. And then the other one I think is like breaking it down into like more achievable goals. So don't think too far in the future. Sure. If you're at university. Study hard to get a good degree. You need a 2-1 or above, realistically. If you get a 2-2, it's not the end of the world. Some of my mates have got two twos or worse, yeah. and it's totally not the end of the world. But ideally, if you get a 2-1 or better, that's a good position to be in. And then even if you don't know what you want to st- do next, at least you've, you know, it, it shows to someone in the future, you've gritted your teeth, you've worked hard, you can achieve a good grade, and you're relatively smart.
0: I do history, like you mentioned, mm. and you did something that, doesn't directly lead into what you want to do so it's yeah you know say you do medicine you do law it's you're doing that and more like more than likely you're wanting to do that as a career mm. how do you balance at university finding what you want to do in the future you know be it internships or just researching what you want to do with the actual degree you're doing getting yeah. both done because I feel like most people find that a challenge yeah oh definitely that is a challenge. Um,
1: I think the one thing I didn't appreciate at university that I was told when I was at university is the time you have. Um, I, end, I had a lot of time, and I did waste not waste because I had a great time, yeah. and that is not to be undervalued or understated, but there was definitely I could have got a better balance of having a good time, sport as well, and doing some stuff in the right times to you know have a like, better chance of a better career or yeah, whatever. Of course. So for me, I managed to do a lot of things in my summers. So I managed to do, even if it's a weak experience, it's so worth doing. I've spoken to a lot of people, tried to help a lot of people post-university who have come out having not done anything in the summers. Maybe done like some, you know, teaching tennis or working, you know, a terrible example, but, you know, whatever, they, whatever their sport is or whatever. But they haven't got like, a they haven't done any career stuff or anything like that. And it's very difficult to then go, you know, whatever job you apply to, you need to show some form of skill or interest in something to be able to back yourself up. Whereas if you haven't done anything, it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, so try and do, even if it's a week or two weeks, I did, to give context, in my first year, I did a month um, at Deloitte in uh, Switzerland in their consulting practice. And then in second year, I did two months there. Um and the third year, I graduated and did startups. Uh, and then in the mid, and I also did a, I did a couple of weeks at a private equity company. And I mean, I was very fortunate and worked hard for those things. But it's, you know, I'm not the smartest bloke, and I just w- worked really hard and, and managed to get those opportunities. And the earlier you can do that, the better. Yeah. And even like even yourself, like you know, doing this, as we sort of spoke about briefly, is a great thing to be doing because at least you're doing something. You yeah. can talk about it, and you can relate it to jobs, and it's useful for yourself and for other people.
2: Inspo is a platform where students can connect to professionals in the fields that they would like to work in in the future. When a student creates their free account, we'll ask them to undergo an onboarding process through which we'll ask them what sectors they would like to work in in the future. Based on this, our algorithm will set them up with a list of matches of people working in firms around the UK. Students can see a mentor's name as well as areas they offer help in and what their position is within a company. Should they want more information, a student can click on the mentor's LinkedIn as well. When a student finds a suitable mentor, they can connect and then send messages, arrange video calls, and participate in our five recommended mentoring sessions, which will cover the scope of how to find a job, how to apply to that job, and also how to leave your mark on a firm who wants to learn how Gen Z thinks. Inspo is completely free for students with a target of promoting social mobility, so sign up today at www.inspo.uk or download our app available on Android and iOS called Inspo Mentoring. We are proud to back this podcast.
1: It's like be happy. Um, yeah. You know, for me, that's pretty much the most important thing. If I had 30K, if I had a money that I could get by on and... I was happy with a happy family. Yeah, that's what I want. And if I can then do other things in this my spare time or whatever I can to do other things I want to achieve, that's it. And you know, if I if I can create that for me, that that's what I'm happy with. Um, and I, I, it's taken me a while to come to that. And I think after accepting that then I'm able to like progress as an individual. And I know cause I struggle with putting too much pressure on myself mm-hmm. um, and going like, Oh, I should be, you know, working here. Or I see my friends on LinkedIn doing these cringy posts and they're awful. Um, no, no, they're, they're fine. It's, <laughs> you, know, you gotta, you gotta do that. Yeah, you can say that, <laughs> you yeah. gotta do that. Um, but you know, I look at that and I go, Oh man, that, that, that's not me. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, to answer your point, uh, if I if I was squeezed for an answer on what places, I mean, like, uh, tech is obviously a massive one. That's only going to play a bigger part in people's lives. Um, so if you can get involved with anything like that. Uh, I personally like sustainability because that's going to be a big thing. You're going to need a planet to live on and yeah. have your family or whatever you want to do. You're going to need one. Um, and it's topical and it's great. So that's a good one. Um but but yeah, I I would do what you're happy in, um, and it's it's taken, yeah. It, it took took me a while to get there, but I think it's so important because if you're not happy doing what you're doing, like you're gonna be doing it for a long time. Pro- well, maybe not a long time, but like you, you've got the life ahead of you. Why would you not? Don't yeah. waste a second not being loads really happy. Yeah, absolutely. and it's difficult because I'd like put a pin in that and go. But then at the same time, you've got to weigh up risks and all the other things going on. Mm-hmm. And you have everyone has to deal with shit. You know, any good job normally at the start, particularly when you graduate from university, you don't do the enjoyable things. Yeah. And that's part of it. And it's a process. And OK, there are some people that can like potentially live a, a really cool life from getting out. But they're very few and they're probably quite lucky. Um so so yeah, I would say do do what you really enjoy, and you know if if you enjoy making money, you know go do what you want to do, investment banking or whatever it is. But if you enjoy have, you know doing other things and having more time to do other things, you know do do what you enjoy.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if that's helpful. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, of course it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I think it's a really interesting point to raise about putting pressure on yourself. I think mean, everybody mm. does that too much. of That. And yeah. Obviously that like you said, there's that fine line of like needing pressure to like make you proactive and yes. do, do things. But you know, I, I think, you know, as a student right now, it's like finding that, that fine line. You know, what are the habits that you think that keep you like sane throughout? Like so if you weren't doing them you wouldn't be yourself. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, exac exactly. And it's really difficult and, and it evolves as well over time, particularly when you you can't work out your life when you're 20 or, what yeah. you know, and it's an. And I don't think you can work out your life when you're 80. I think it's an ongoing, that's a never-ending yeah. answer that you have to come to terms with and just be happy with and do the best you're doing. You say, for me, I think it's a really personal thing. Um, I've chatted to a lot of friends in it, um, very aware of mental health now, particularly after going through the pandemic, graduating as a lot of graduates are now with social media and all the pressure mm-hmm. that comes from like looking at Instagram, LinkedIn, all the rest of it. Yeah. Um so for me personally, it is probably some sort of sport. Um, wherever that is, whether there it's um a sport can be very yoga, Pilates, football, rugby, anything, any sport. Uh, and for me, if I'm doing sport, my nutrition tends to be quite good because I tend to eat better because I'm like if I'm working out, I need to eat well. And both of those things tend to, on a scientific level, keep your brain a lot happier uh, and yourself a lot happier. Um, I've become a lot more personally aware, self-aware about things that irritate me, things that I'm not happy about. So if I am working long hours consistently for weeks on end, I know that I can get grouchy and I need to have some sleep at some point. So I'm just more personally aware of like triggering signs that make me less happy and less productive. Um, but again, that you need to work that out and I'm still working it out for yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for me, sport, which helps me with my nutrition, is a massive one. Um, family is a big one. Um, you know, I, I enjoy, I, at the end of the day, I, I'm a massive per- people person. I love relationships. Um, that's what I sort of feed off. So, you know, having a, trusted family members and, and, and friends, making the most of that, because that is life, and you're living it, and you enjoy that moment and living yeah. in that, that present. Um so really, you know, making an effort, I had to make an effort because it wasn't obvious to me to do that more. On sport, um, personally, again, it's all very personal, but for me, I like a team sport. I like being around other people. I, I bounce I bounce off them, I feed off that. Yeah. You know, I, I did find myself a bit isolated if I was doing more of an individual sport, tennis or whatever. But again, that's a very personal thing. Some people thrive off that and they really enjoy it. But for me, uh, you know, sport... Preferably in a team environment where I get this good social aspect um, that leads me to good nutrition, keeps me in a good headspace.
0: I think that raises a good point um, that I think a lot of students think about when when they look at applications. You see a lot about you know the need for soft skills and, mm. and the kind of person that they want to hire, and not just you know what you've done in your career to you know to help get a job, your degree. Like, what soft skills do you think is like as a founder now and someone that might be bringing people into your team what do you look for in a graduate so for me i think it depends on the company you're going to apply for uh, and work
1: for so if i was to take it for a startup uh, trust is pretty much my number one um that is evolving and very hot and 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 very valuable um And then, apart from that, you've got all the general characteristics that make really good uh, employees or or people that you like working with. I think you've got to like working with them. Um, So they've got to be personable in some respect. Depends what job in general I'd say that. Um, Driven, motivated, enthusiastic. um, All of those sort of things, you know, not not worried about failure. Because, again, in the UK particularly, I I think it's changing. But slowly, like, people don't accept failure and they don't, you know, I was told once, I like, see failure as a building block to success. I mean, again, there's loads of cringy stuff out there. But, like, I agree with that. I think the more I've actually come to terms with it, particularly as I'm a competitive person, I have to accept, like, okay, that didn't go so well. Yeah. Let's just move on. Like, everyone does it. Um, so, so yeah, that's from a startup perspective. But then other jobs, I think they, they like other skills. You know, if you're in a... a, a Medicine. I'm sure those things overlay with a lot of them, but in medicine, you need to be highly, probably career driven to have the motivation to study really hard for a long time. Um, time. I think there's small things that add a, add up to a big difference. Um, being on time. Ironically, I was and probably about an hour and a half late for this interview, so <laughs> I'm not. It's not great, but but being on time is so important because you probably are thinking like, God, oh, what a twat? He's you know hour and a half late. I've been here, yeah. You know, you know but you know what I mean Like, if you're late if you're two minutes late to a job interview you know I, I was two minutes late to a job interview once and my wifi cut out I joined a call late um, this happened actually in a partner interview I had I, I was late firstly so they immediately I knew I was like yeah. black mark uh, like one of the probably the biggest black marks um, and then my wifi cut out And I had to call the partner instead of a video call. And and she answered, and I could tell immediately from the tone of her voice going, Hi, James, how are you doing? And I was like, yep, no, I'm not great, actually, because I know I've just lost this job. Um, But my point, you know, I think being organized and doing the simple things that add up, you know, putting in the effort, um, organized with your time, organized with how you look, all those small little things add up. And you really, and like you talk about soft skills. Those things that are obvious to people that have good soft skills, um, like yourself. But then to people that don't, it's like, oh, I didn't realise I should dress smart or be in a room with good lighting. You know, simple things like that all yeah. add up. I think are very, are also
0: very important. I want to focus in again on what you were saying about failure and fear of failure, and I yeah. think that's such a topical and you know important point to focus in on because fear comes in a lot of ways as a student, you know, fear of like imposter syndrome. Can I go into this office and yeah. be surrounded by these people that know what they're doing and mm. try and do what they're doing. And, you know, for me, I find it quite a paralyzing thing. And, and, and all you can really, all you can really do is just try and do it, at career field. And you've done it time and time again. And how have you found that process? How have you not got an imposter mm. syndrome?
1: Yeah, I think, I think that happens to to everyone. Like you know, when I'm first day at university. I, I had it as well. I was like, "Oh man, what am I studying the right thing?" And then it carries on for your life. Um, regarding imposter syndrome, how do I feel about it now? I feel much happier with it. When I when I first experienced it, I was I had the same reaction to most people. It's like, "Oh man, I shouldn't be here. I'm way over my head, way over my depth, all the rest of it." Now I feel a lot more comfortable with it. Um, I personally am really happy with it in terms of myself. I'm like, if I'm in that position, I am pushing myself and I can be proud of that. And that's sort of my response to it. Because if I'm out of my depth, nervous or feel like I shouldn't be there, that's good in a way. you know, Because that's what you're progressing yourself as a person. You're making the most of it and you're giving it your best. So I feel like it's a really good thing to feel. And everyone thinks it and feels it, and maybe rightly so. But then do something about it. You know, if you've got imposter syndrome because you don't know what they're asking or something, well, you've got the capability to look it up. The internet's an amazing thing. You know, you can research it all. And also that you know that person might know more because they've been in there longer. But you can catch up if you work hard quite quickly. Um, So yeah, I I would say just appreciate. You know, take it on board. Okay, fair enough. Then dull it down until why am I feeling it? Is it because I don't know too much about the job. Normally people feel that, I think, when they're either a bit underprepared or if it's just the case that they are, uh, and they are inexperienced and they just need to become more experienced and need to get, get there.
0: I wanted to ask more about actually finding what you want to do. So you talked about the startup, you gave context about how you joined the startup because you believed in it and your friend was doing it. Yeah before that yep. when you had no idea what you wanted to do yeah what were you, what kind of networking events were you going to to yeah. try and expand your horizon yeah
1: that's a good question i i just tried to do not really consciously, but I guess it must have been because something made me do it. I had r- very lucky, came from a good, um, my my dad and mum were very helpful going like, you know, get yourself out of there. Like uh, I mentioned to you earlier, they came from an entrepreneurial background, first one to university. So they were like, go do other stuff, whether that's in sport or whatever. They just said, do other things so you can learn about them. Um, so I guess I didn't think about it consciously, but I did do a lot of it. So... Um, naturally for me I was lucky where I um, c- able to have, communicate with a lot of you know network well and do, do that thing so that that sort of stuff came more easier easily to me so I, I did that and not knowingly but that's sort a of massive thing that's very helpful um, and then I started to apply for jobs because I was like actually I'm going to have to get one at some point what sort of one am I going to get I don't know but I might as well do something and even if it's something I don't want to do at least I've ticked it off and gone I've joined and uh, that's not for me you know I, and I've done that and okay it's very mathematical and it doesn't yeah. play up to my skill set um, so yeah I just try to jump into as many things as possible through particularly through university when you've got the time um, even if I wasn't sure about it because you can't be too sure you need to accept a big thing is acceptance you need to accept that you're never going to know the answers yeah. particularly when you're young I don't know any uh, or or many. I've only worked out like some and there's still probably those answers probably. I'll probably look back in 60 years and go, what was I thinking? But uh, you've got to try it and then you'll really start to go, okay, well, I know that. This is new. Learned from that. Can move on. And then all of a sudden you'll have done different things and you look back and you go, okay, now I know sort of a general idea of what I might want to do. And you might not get there till you're 40 i mean uh, one really helpful guy i spoke to um, had an amazing career and he went from being a professional tennis player out of university to then uh, becoming a uh, a barrister when he was like 30 or 35 and then he and then he wasn't sure about that and then he became you know a head of a big big bank or whatever and I, and he was just explaining to me like you don't you know you'll find what you might like to do he started a job when he liked when he was like 40 or 50. Yeah. And I thought that I really liked that. And it made me again take the pressure. And I was like, actually you're right. You know, I might not work out what I want to do until I'm older, but that's okay. We're all in that boat. And, you know, at least I'm trying and, uh, hopefully you get there earlier,
0: but yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, it's so interesting for people like me and you, we've already touched on our degrees, you know, maybe not leading into something necessarily. And, I don't know if you had the same feeling, but like, it doesn't feel like a, if it's not coming to you like naturally as a talent, you think, oh, maybe I should give that up and you know, yeah maybe this isn't the career for me, but then That's without maybe actually looking into what you can do with, you know, say you're doing a degree, you don't like it, yeah. but you might like elements within it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how do you sort of latch onto those things you like within it and try and make that into a career? Because... It does exist out there, Yeah, but it's just hard to
1: find. Oh, that's such a good point. I was chatting with someone the other day who's got a young daughter, and um, oh, she's got a young daughter, and she is like five, and she's studying maths, and she, in a maths class apparently, has a teacher that when she doesn't get the answer right, the teacher raises her voice, small thing, and then doesn't get it right again, raises her voice again, and then the teacher eventually loses her patience and goes, well, the answer's... 30, and this, the kid now goes oh yeah I understand that but the kid's now going she wants to say I understand it so the teacher doesn't keep shouting at her yeah. but now the kid thinks she's internally she's going I'm terrible at mathematics Yeah. and I'm never going to do that again and she might actually work out to be a, quite good at mathematics but obviously from a young age she's going this teacher's shouting at me I'm not getting it right reverse reverse yeah, yeah, not yeah. going to have anything to do it. but extrapolate that out you get a similar point to what you're saying is like your influences particularly when you're younger like I had a really good tem- chemistry teacher so I took chemistry at A level and nearly did it at university yeah. just because I had a good teacher I think every student can relate to that you know you probably had a really good history teacher because yeah. you studied history um, but I think you can extrapolate that out and yeah I think that goes to show you've just got to throw yourself into things that you might be uncomfortable with um, I think the military is a really good place to look at because they they live and breathe that stuff, you know, and sort of like you were saying about imposter syndrome, feel good about it. Same yeah. with failure, you have gotta feel good about it. No point, no times life feels so preachy. <laughs> I feel, like, in my opinion, like life's too short to dwell on that stuff. Gotta just move on, and it's easy to say. Yeah, really easy yeah, to of say, course. and a lot harder to do. But same with the careers, and like sorry to your point you know how you get involved with those small things you just got to throw yourself into things if you're uncomfortable feel good about yourself you might suddenly turn around and go
0: actually i didn't want to take that jump i did and now i've landed i just want to go back to what you were saying about joining a startup at university you you were at university right yeah in in the middle of your degree yeah and obviously we've talked about that sort of time management aspect and yeah finding time to do things like that i Mm. i can speak for myself i've done uh, I've tried to start with my friends and I, I did Kickstart Global and Barclays, Accelerator, yeah. Eagle Banks and even though nothing came of those experiences I found it very rewarding and it taught me you know, a lot of things about start that if, I, if I don't use it again I know it now and Definitely. I think obviously at university getting those skills even though it may not lead to what you want to do is very important mm. what are some experiences that you did while at university be it societies or accelerators or anything you did that was very formative to who you are now and where you are in your career
1: yeah so yeah really good um i was very fortunate um sometimes just getting lucky and ending up in a really cool place and then sometimes working really hard and and, and getting there in my first year before university i managed to get a job uh in india as a safari guide because i really love nature still do hence sustainability and um and when i was i planned my year off which was again a bit lucky because i was like i want to have a year off before university because people had told me to do it and i was like okay i'm gonna do it and so i managed to have a bit of time to plan which was again fortunate and so i applied for these jobs applied to become a safari guide in india and got a job there for three months so i flew out to india the flight um was paid for but then all the things while i worked out there i worked for free so i worked for my money no i worked sorry i worked for my bed and for food and for the experience and i was so okay with that when i was 18 yeah um so i worked out there for three months doing anti-tiger poaching um uh, anti-pangolin poaching all these schools, all these crazy things working but then i, I look back now and i'm like a i had an amazing time B, I ended up managing a team of different cultures in India, learning about their culture, their religion, uh, all these other amazing things. And I just did not appreciate it at the time, but got a bit fortunate. And like especially at that time, I wasn't thinking about it. I was just like, love nature, want to go out there, want to become a safari guide. And it was bloody epic. But I look back and I'm going, that is so cool and very fortunate to be able to do that. But yeah. it's possible. You know, I, I just wanted to do that. And it's very rogue, but... Yeah managed to do it and then after that i i was like i also want to try and um and work in a corporate job so after i did three months in india i then got a flight from india to zurich and i worked in consulting for a month uh and 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 i went from one extreme culture to a completely different and i learned so much um both in jobs about myself all the other things um so, yeah, there there's some experiences. Um, and then, I mean, I, even small things like I, I worked, I did D A V at school that I was sort of coerced into doing. I think, uh, did you do Because I did. I went, yeah, yeah, I did. Go yeah. To it, and yeah. I mean, like, they should, they, they, oh, no offense to our school, but they've shoved it in our throat. Like, yeah, you should definitely yeah, yeah. do this. It didn't help me at, at all in terms of getting into university and about your university. But that's the way they pitched it. No. To me. <laughs> um But, having said that i loved it because i like the outdoors uh, and one thing a part of the gold tv i had to do volunteering and i volunteered at a local shop and i had to get up at 5am every saturday before sport because i played sport on a saturday and i volunteered there and i worked there for two hours and it was my local shop dealt with elderly people and I ran the till and helped set up the systems. I look back at that and I'm like, I did three months or however long you have to. Probably I think it's longer than that, isn't it? Six months, something. Yeah, something. Yeah, something, like, something ridiculous. Yeah, that, I planted trees. That, 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 months, that yeah. normally no one says they. <laughs> normally they just get someone to sign it off Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway uh, for some reason or other, I did that for six months. But I, I look back, I you know, I loved it. And I, you know, again, something I didn't really want to do. Like the first time I went, my mum was the one who forced me. She was like, "No, you've signed up for Gold Divi. You're doing the volunteering." And I was like, "Mum." I'm not doing the volunteer but I end up doing it. Yeah. And look back and I'm like that was awesome. Like, I didn't appreciate it at the time but I learned a load of stuff. Worked a, worked out a load of microeconomics that you know now I'm thankful for but at the time just took for granted. Um, yeah. So I, I hopefully I've got to a decent point and, you know I just ra- my point was I threw myself into a load of random things that I wasn't sure I'd enjoy some of them I was hopeful I would. Yeah. And they've all been very helpful in me enjoying my life, number one, and yeah. secondly, helping me lead to good experiences
0: that I can use in the real world. I'm not sure you'd say this, you know, self-admittedly, but you, from what I've seen, have always been perceived as successful by others. You know, head boy at school, ex-university, mm. yeah. you know, start-ups, whatever, but that's other people's perception. Mm. Obviously, we are, We have our own self-perception of what success is to us, and that's really what's more important, I think. And yeah. I was wondering how much you think your idea of what being successful has changed from even school through university to now, and mm. what those factors are that you know that that make you successful.
1: Oh, that's an interesting one. At school, if I'm honest, I never really thought about success that much. I just thought about living in the present. I I just was. R- Up until probably my 20s, very easygoing guy, I was very competitive. So when I wanted to try and do something, that was it. I I didn't really think about too much else. I was just like, right, I'm going to go do that now. Um, Probably at the time, trying to get into a a university and ideally a good one. But I really didn't like studying that much, which really (laughs) didn't help me get into a good university. So, I dragged my feet about that, but then I threw myself into things I did enjoy at school, so like I enjoyed trying to help other people um and I enjoyed trying to make some sort of difference um so like say when I, when I applied for those roles that that was the reason I did it, nothing else. I was just like, should, you know mm-hmm. I would love when I was younger, I was looked up to those sort of people, and I was like, "Are oh, they cool people I'd really want to try and be similar or whatever and i and I thought actually if i if I could do that, that would be great. Um, and that was pretty much the extent of my thinking. Then at university, it was, I need to try and get a good degree. Didn't really think much further than that because I wasn't a massive fan of my degree, and I was like, okay, not a massive fan of it. I'm having a great time, though, which I loved. had a great time at university um, and made the most of that, but at the same time, I was like, I need to get at least two on a better, ideally better if I can, Um, and that was that. And then... But throughout, when I thought about success, I think I mentioned it earlier, I I really wanted to try and be at some point in my life financially independent for myself and a family and then to try and have a big impact on the world. And I kept that, like, right at the back of my head and accepted that I might not be able to achieve that tomorrow because you need to get get there. Yeah. But that was just, that was, like, in the back of my mind, I was accepted that, okay, all the stuff I'm doing hopefully will lead me along that sort of path. Um... And then, obviously, post-university success for me now is, like, the same. It's trying to have an impact whilst being financially independent um, and trying to
0: somehow carve out a reasonable career so so that I can continue to do that. What's, like, very interesting to me is, like, well, I guess maybe you, like, build perceptions of people whatever, but, like, like you're just very relatable to me as because I'm exact same personality type with yeah. the exact same outlook on on work and you know how it it, it would never be my first one day to wake up and go to the library but yeah. it's like oh yeah you've just got to do it because you're very it's like battling all those inner voices where you're mm. like okay i'm really hard on myself for being wanting to be successful and, yeah. in my own right but then i also really like socializing and yeah i also really like doing sport and it's just like there's so many yeah. things to balance and and the fact that you're actually like internally happy while also displaying all these like credible you know roles and you know jobs and mm. i think that's a refreshing thing for people to hear because a lot of people probably build it in my head i've got to slave labor myself to sort of yeah. get to the, this point or this career path where that isn't necessarily the case you don't have to be in the library all day hanging yourself and not at
1: all yeah no not not at all um i mean like I, I look at my uh my sister for example she she works now uh at uh gq um, but I mean, she went to. She hated school, um, and uh, hated university. She ended up at um, a uh, art college, um, and then ended up studying in London, and really didn't like it. And she hated university throughout. I hope you don't mind me saying that. And then, but now, but then she started doing stuff she liked on the side. She worked. She worked her ass off at Costa doing the awful like 2am to 6am or whatever shifts that you don't think exist but exist <laughs> and then she slowly started building it up doing things she liked and then she and then she started working for a company she really enjoyed and like now she loves her really enjoys her life and she's always been very stylish and creative and now she's in that perfect industry um, but like it's an example of you know she, she she had no idea what she wanted to do and but just started doing her own thing that made her happy was not in it for the money and now she's got a really cool job and that monetary success has followed but was definitely not initial and she was very happy on a reasonable salary but obviously because she was happy she worked really hard enjoyed her life yeah. and now reaping the benefits
0: yeah and I think it's important for people to hear that because obviously I think everybody knows her they, they, everyone gets told time and time again you know don't think about the money when you you go for a job and just do what makes you happy and, yeah. and it's like oh yeah sure you know but then mm. energy prices and mm. uh, what, whatever reason will make you sort of anxious about needing to make money yeah but it always is it it always is the case that yeah. people passionate do well yeah and yeah I, th- I think a lot of what you said today has been really helpful and you know not everyone's going to find their passion in the same way but right. the way you've done it is very relatable and and personal to you and you know i I think that'll help out a lot of people so epic yeah just thank you for everything you said today not Um, at all mate
1: no thanks thanks for having me
0: yeah it's been great and cheers yeah
1: awesome yeah cheers mate